I am Ben Doc Askins, the psychedelic science war storyteller, and this is the Anti-Hero's Journey Podcast. Hey everybody, Doc here. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want it to be possible for me to continue to make it, then I'm going to need you to go to my store at antiheroesjourney.com and buy my audiobook and my ebook in one of the many translations available, or go to shop and pick out some of my stuff t shirts and hats and pet bandanas and bikinis and scented candles and all sorts of nonsense, all the things you could ever want and never need. And get 10% off with the code, all caps, FRIEND10. Go to antiheroesjourney.com and use the code, all caps, FRIEND10 to get 10% off anything that you could ever want there. I appreciate your support. Thank you. I love you. Goodbye. What's up, anti-heroes journeyers out there? You got Doc Askins bringing another Q5 podcast your way, asking five questions to the coolest people on the planet. I got a special treat for you today. It's my brother from another mother, Mike Stone, MD. I don't even know where to start in his biography. Have you heard of sound? Well, have you also heard of ultrasound? Because this guy is an ultrasound god. He's a recovering academician from uh, a little, like a little parochial school in in Massachusetts, you may have heard of. I think it's called Harvard. But the bio that he sent me just says, sup, bro. So I'm going to let him do his thing and uh, explain his story for you. So, hey, Mike, what's up, bro? What's up, Ben? How you doing? I'm just living the dream. Yeah, you are. Can I tell you just how much of a relief it is to be the guest on a podcast? Yeah. I feel like a guest everywhere I go, so it, I don't know what you mean. This whole thing could just catch fire, go right off the rails and, you know, down into a crevasse. And th I mean, I'm not responsible. It's my podcast and it's your episode. I'm going to put that out there at the outset. <laughs> <laughs> my name's oh, man, not What's on my this. story? What's my story? What's your um, story? So I'm going to tell you that, uh, you know, you and I um, have, I think, a an amazing relationship that I really cherish. And part of it is that I don't feel the slightest impulse to sugarcoat or otherwise alter my actual response to things when you talk to me. So dangerous to have me on the podcast, but I'll tell you that my response, when you sent me the five questions to look at, I looked at the first one and I closed it. <laughs> <laughs> we're just, we're, fuck it. We'll do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it I live. <laughs> None of these are going to be any good if I rehearse the answers to these. So what's my story? Um, I think I can tell you like what my story was. And my story was that I thought it was important to be successful in this world. I thought it was important to use the skills that people told me that I had when I was young. Like, hey, you're pretty smart. And, you know, you're good at school and, you know, you're, you're a pretty good listener. Maybe you should be a doctor. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't that simple, but I think there was this, I, my story was definitely one of like external validation and achievement and this 
near ubiquitous Western society phenomenon of I'll be happy when, right? The like, little Lebowski urban achievers sort of upbringing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's, uh, I worked hard in high school. There's no way that you're a PG rated podcast, Ben. I'm just going to ask up front as a, as a host myself. So yeah, I fucked around a ton in college. I rode the, the intellectual gifts that I was given through college and managed to get myself into medical school a year after I finished college, I fucked around too much to be able to go straight in. And that was great for me to get like some real life experience outside of just being a student for 12 consecutive years or 20 something or whenever you count the start of school. And then, yeah, I just went straight into like being the best fucking doctor I could be. And along the way managed to make uh, amazing friendships and to, you know, meet my wife and have two amazing kids. And yet it still seemed like I needed to do that next thing or that next thing or that next thing. And that all kind of fell apart about three years ago or so. And now it seems like a story about some other person, which is, I think why I closed that message you sent me with the questions once i saw what's your story i was like i don't really have a story but i know what story i had for a long time and it was i think a pretty common one of like you know i'm probably not worthy i'm probably a terrible human being if i just do all of these things i bet i'll feel a little bit better but guess what you don't and then you know repeat until death or until something else happens that makes you let go of that story did something make you let go of that story, Mike? <laughs> yeah, there there were definitely several things that, that conspired to make me let go of that story. You know, some of them psychoactive in nature and some of them really more sacred ancient in nature. So I think for me, like meditation in the context of, you know, like psychoactives lit the toy rocket and when it parachuted back down to earth, I figured out that, you know, enough meditation, you can, you can kind of balloon it back up there again. I don't know whose metaphor this is, right? Like psychedelic substances, like shoot you to the top of the, of the summit. And you're like, Oh shit, there's a summit. It's real. And then you fall all the way back down. And then you're like, yeah, there is that whole path that like leads you up. You don't have to take a rocket ship. You could just like walk up there, but it's going to take you a little longer. So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely some things that played a role in getting me up there. Sometimes you go fast to go fast and sometimes you go slow to go fast, huh? You know, I felt a calling for psychedelics in my like late teens, twenties in a, not in a, like go to the club or go to this concert and have it be like a little bit more entertaining, but in a like deep sense that there was a reality present there that was equally, if not more real than my regular reality. And I don't think I had the, the tools, the knowledge, the context, the mindset, certainly not the setting to really have that be open and available to me at that age. So it was a really interesting sort of full circle to kind of come back to it 20, 30 years later, whatever, however old I am, I don't know, a long time ago. Yeah, uh, you know, going back and listening to 90s and early double-aughts type music and just kind of reliving the glory days, is that 
how you're abiding currently. There is no such thing as a as bad '90s music. I'm just going to say that. Fully supported. <laughs> my my kids will not agree, but uh, it's okay. They're not old enough or to drive. Any so other they generation can't on, the, on music the planet. In the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're a special scarred generation for sure. Yeah, on some cosmic level, I'm sure we deserved it. But how do you feel like you carry your story now? It seems like it's a different thing for you. You talked in like past tense, I was this guy. I've had some things shake a bunch of that loose. But, uh, you know, you're still here talking to me. What What's that all about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think there's, a, there's the unshakable truth that this body is in existence and that there are like memories that are thoughts that are tied to this body's experience or this mind's experience i catch myself living a story but it feels like a like it's a continuous sort of recognition and when i say continuous i don't mean that i'm i'm well, let's just fucking cut to the chase i'm not fucking enlightened i don't even know what that means <laughs> i don't consider myself to be like a spiritually advanced human i'm not like there's i i don't know what the fuck is going on here ben <laughs> so like if you're able to just tell me at some point maybe this is like the this is like the podcast guest swag at the end of it i get like the answer to the universe i know it's zero fuck you it's um <laughs> but like that's the deal is right after i stop recording i tell everyone the secret of the universe <laughs> <laughs> but it's a continual like re-remembering and re and recognition of like oh that's a funny thing that's like floating through your mind that you think is true so like i, I think what's where where things have kind of migrated to now is a is a very frequent recognition that whatever is occupying my experience on the superficial story level is a belief or a thought and that there's no actual reason for me to believe that it's true or for me to accept it as true. So it's, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think of the me, uh, there's air quotes going on here who like believed that getting the promotion or be, you know, getting a job doing X, Y, or Z or having a salary increase or, you know, publishing a paper in the medical literature, the me that thought that there was some sort of actual value attached to that is gone. I don't know where that is. The me that still like feels like it's in witness consciousness or the me that still like can't locate itself. That me is here too. And then so is the me that gets frustrated when like my kids doing something that I asked them not to do. Right. So like, I don't know that there's a story with it as much as it's still a, it's just a shifting experience that changes from moment to moment and day to day. You mentioned memory a few times along the way there, and that's what the first question's all about. The second question kind of shifts gears more towards imagination and less towards the past and more towards the future. So from here, what are your intentions? I think that I'm going to tie memory and in, past and future memory and intentions and say that, that that loop is a really dangerous fucking loop right it, as much as it's just as damaging to dwell on things that 
happened. I say it like that because they never happened the way that you think that they happened. And certainly in your experience or in others' experiences, I think it's just as dangerous to be future gazing. So my intentions, I want to make the next decision that comes my way in a way that feels full of integrity and honesty and curiosity. And I'd like to be a good father to my kids. I don't even know exactly what that means. I think that's probably making the next decision with integrity and honesty and love. So I don't know, uh, live from a place of open compassion. That's probably my intention. I don't, but I don't, I want to make it clear. It's not like a, I don't want to do that in the future, right? Like I want to, do that now that's my my intention is to do that now i don't always succeed at that intention but that's my intention it's that power of now sort of perspective is that uh what what we're talking about or you think that's well yeah no i i mean i i, I like eckhart tolle i think and i, I love that book I, I loved uh a new earth i think you know all of this is ultimately words and concepts that point at other words and concepts and hopefully point at something that isn't a word and isn't a concept. But the past is, this is something I think that most people walking around on this planet and certainly me like five years ago would not entertain the possibility that the past doesn't exist and the future doesn't exist and that your thought doesn't exist. Cause by the time you think the thought it's already happened and it's not actually what's happening right now. Like the, the complete dissolution of time is a tough nut to crack certainly if it can be cracked at all and is really tough for people to even entertain getting their heads around right it's like oh it's you know 12 25 p.m like is it right i mean that's i that's what my computer says so that we can make sense of like organizing schedules and planning events and it's very practical but like at the end of the day, the only thing that's continually happening is the same thing that's continually happening all the fucking time. And it doesn't matter if it's the past or like that's not happening in the past. The past is experienced now in a memory. The future is experienced now as a daydream or an anxiety or a worry. And like all that stuff is just not actually real. So I don't know. <laughs> like, do I, do I still show up to my appointments uh, yeah. on time? Not as, not as obsessively as I used to, but yeah, mostly, mostly I, I like, you know, honor the conventions of my uh, roles and responsibilities in the world to like be employed and like have my, you know, be show love to my wife and kids by like showing up for them when I'm supposed to. But I don't know if it's the power of now as much as the reality of now. Yeah. All the lines are arbitrary lines and all the numbers are imaginary numbers. But you told me something one time that, that helped me out with the reality, non-reality thing. It's, it's not that stuff isn't real. It's that it's not what it appears to be was what you said. And, uh, and that helped me. Yeah. And that's, crack and some that's definitely not my own experience. Oh dude. And definitely not mine. I don't know where I heard that, but I'm not nearly as erudite as being able to come up with that. But I think that that's a, I think there's a lot of misconceptions in like the reality quest, right? The, or the zero quest, like, you know, okay, do I need to kill my ego? Do I need to, is this whole thing a simulation? It, you know, like there, there's, there's lots of like, and I think a lot of that is in some ways well-intended, probably mostly well-intended, but I think you can get trapped in these little rabbit holes. Like, maybe transcend your ego like you know maybe not just be all ego all the fucking time 
but you better not fucking kill your ego if you want to i don't know go to the grocery store like you're 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 gonna have a really fucking hard time if you just like plow your cart through some people and like grab stuff off the shelves and walk out of the store without paying like i mean it's practical it helps us and in terms of you know this whole thing being a simulation sure maybe it is but i don't i don't believe that everything around us is simulate you know simulation is actually a tough one i don't i don't think it's fake i think it's i think it's i think we create it yeah and we create something that's real to us so that does that mean it's all an illusion probably but it doesn't mean there isn't a reality it just means the reality is not what we thought it was I just like thinking that our ancestors are actually just our descendants that solved time travel and that we are literally a strange loop. (laughs) Strategic navigators reduced my income tax bill by over 50%. These guys save entrepreneurs anywhere from 40 to 60% on their income taxes. Click the link in the description to schedule a call and see what these guys can do for you. If you enjoy paying as much as possible in taxes, then just ignore everything I just said. You know, you talk to you talk to folks who have had these either like very r- real feeling experiences or, you know, prolonged visions of, you know, past lives or prior lives. And I'm on board, buddy. I, don't, I, I think I'm, you know, am I my great, 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 great grandfather's descendant or vice versa? We'll let the jury decide. I think we should just pick the fun stories and maybe stop killing each other over the differences between the stories. That would be like a big step forward in my mind. Plus one. Not that uh, I want to take over your episode here or anything like that. Please do. I'm not saying anything. Having asked about your intentions, I usually like to ask about what people are grateful for next. So what are you grateful for, bro? Oh, Jesus, a softball. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) Now that we're done with time travel and whether now exists. What are your intentions? Yeah, what's the nature and fabric of reality? What'd you eat for breakfast? um i'm grateful for so many things and i can do like the the one step associated removed above answer from the story level of you know i'm grateful for my for growing up in a in a country where like general rights are assumed you know you can actually like say what you want to say i'm grateful for having non not grown up in a time in a in an environment of like food insecurity for me i'm grateful for my family i'm grateful for my my wife and kids i'm grateful for all of my friends i'm grateful that i get to help people feel better as a profession all of those things but beyond that when i'm really feel like that's like I don't want to demean it, but and it's not intended to, so I'll just say it. But to me, that's like little G grateful. And then there's like capital G grateful for like, how the fuck is this even happening right now? Right? Like, you know, 
you throw a bunch of like phospholipids into a pool of water and they'll just like automatically assemble into a phospholipid bilayer and then like a cell and then you know amoebas and humans and plants and like what the fuck like crested horn sharks and <laughs> yeah yeah every every like manifestation of spontaneity and like mystery like i i don't feel that capital g grateful every moment of the day by far which is why i lead off with like i'm no fucking you know llama you know guru etc like i i don't i don't have any of the fucking answers but i have i do feel like a like i have a meta gratitude about having been able to feel that grateful and to me i think you know when you Trying to remember who it was I was listening to who was talking about, I think it was uh, Michael Singer, uh, who talks about the weather and how, you know, it took 13, 14 billion years for this moment to happen. And this one, and this one, and this one, right? Uh, On ad infinitum. And you're not happy that it's raining. Right. Right? Like that bothers you. Like, how the fuck did you even get? Yeah. (laughs) How did you even get here, man? (laughs) Does your ice cream melt too fast? Oh, sorry. My my iced coffee has turned into regular coffee. Uh, Um, I want to see the manager. (laughs) Who's running this place? Who's in charge of this shit show? (laughs) (laughs) So I think when, when you really. For me, when when I really feel like I can touch into that level of gratitude, that that's that's what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful that we're here. I'm grateful that you know this is actually happening. It's beautiful. It's pretty simple when you're really just grateful that like this is happening. There's not much to really get too concerned about. And the more time, you know, if I was gonna throw one more bonus intention onto my intentions, I'd like to 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 experience that gratitude with increasing regularity. Yeah. So out of that gratitude, then what are you creating? You know, I don't know that it's possible to, for me to create something. I think it's possible for me to live and act in a way that's full of love and integrity. And I think when, and compassion, and when you're doing that, I think you create the right environment for other people to start feeling more of that in their lives. So, you know, what am I creating? I mean, again, the story level, yeah, I've got, you know, I do this for work and I do that for work. And, you know, this is a really interesting project to me. And that's a really interesting project to me. And it's really important for me to create, you know, young men uh, in my household who are going to grow up and be, you know, loving compassionate humans who care about people around them and and treat others with respect and kindness like sure i'm doing all of that but in terms of what i'm really creating i think i'm when i'm at my best i'm creating an environment where other people feel like it's all okay deeply deeply okay yeah like there was never a problem anyway so you know if you can just make one other person feel like there was never a problem. You're creating the most, you know, amazing thing on the planet. Yeah. There's gotta be like a, there's gotta be like a term for this. There's gotta be a way to condense all this down. Is it like compassionate nihilism? Are these guys going to hurt us, Walter? You know, Donnie, these men are cowards. (laughs) These men are cowards. I'm a, I'm not, um, 
Yeah, I mean, so right now, Ben, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be so good to you. <laughs> swear to God, you kind. I swear to God, I'm gonna be so good to you. You kind of did this, right? It's your fucking book, man, right? <laughs> like, if you're gonna condense it down, like, yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing, but like, nothing is everything, and nothing is love, right? And once you just can really kind of tear away this like i'm me and you're you and you know that they're them once you can just create a crack in that the rest is going to take care of itself and maybe it'll take care of itself you know when this body dies and maybe it'll take care of itself before then but that also doesn't matter because it's also still like completely okay we can definitely take care of each other until we figure out any of those answers in the meantime right I mean, even if we never tore apart any of that and we maintained a strict subject-object relationship with our experience, we could be a whole lot fucking nicer to each other. Yeah. 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 Seems easy. It's easy to say, right? Yeah. It's easy to say and it's, you know, it's real hard. You know, you look at like the actual struggles that so many people on this planet face on a day-to-day basis and you look at like, you know, what the fuck's happening in Sudan? And you look at, you know, pick pick one of, you know, 20 to 50 places on the planet right now that you could do a deep dive into exactly how fucked it is to be living in that situation. And yeah, we can, you know, sit in our offices and talk about how everybody should just be nicer to each other. But that, that sort of breaks down when there's not enough food and there's war and rape and famine. And right, I mean, at some point, somebody just you know you you just need to start and it's not going to fix itself on a societal level overnight right i mean again it's sort of like the when people are uh you know i i compost and i recycle and somebody else is like well that's great but i throw all my shit in the landfill so like good on you you're not doing anything for the planet because i'm going to offset your good deeds with all of my shit deeds I don't think that's true. I think all you can do is what you're doing. And yeah, I mean, I, I never said it was easy. I just said, I think it's the right thing to do. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of Murphy's laws of combat that the important things are always simple and the simple things are always hard. I love that. Yeah. It's basically just cause, uh, just cause it's going to work. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Sometimes it requires what kind of stuff is easy. Maximum effort. <laughs> maximum effort i was waiting for the deadpool i mean we already made it through like two lebowski references got some shorts he thrown in there and i was just waiting just just waiting waiting for deadpool to come just waiting for the the masked hero to emerge he's always around the masked anti-hero yep you just got to pick the mask you want to wear right pick a fun one for a change instead of being an asshole all the time it's my that's all i'm trying to do just stop being an asshole yeah, just find a that fun. find a kinder mask yeah yeah exactly yeah one that makes the kids laugh instead of cry for a change or something you know yeah a non-scary clown yeah yeah if there is such a thing i have yet to i find mean one, i was gonna but, say you know. let me know if you run across one <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh that's that's the first four questions and then the fifth one's super easy it's just who are you really <laughs> Oh my God! You're... 
Um, People find wow. answers, so but we'll usually go- it's after the ketamine session. Like these are all ketamine assisted yeah. therapy questions, and like I'm not helping you out here, but we can we can wing it. Yeah. Can I? Can I like? Yeah, I feel like I need to like go take care of some business and come back and answer that question. Um, the yeah, I don't fucking know. Um, I I know you know in a in a very in a very like netty netty kind of way. I know lots of things that I'm not right, and I think that yeah, I don't. I'm I'm not gonna try and come up with an answer beyond I don't know. I know that I'm that I'm present here, but I don't know who I really am. I don't know if I'm really spirit. I don't know if I'm really awareness. I don't know if I'm really limited to this mind and body. I don't know if I'm, if I've been here forever or I just got here. I don't know. With all your Um, memories intact. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, I just got this whole life uploaded like, uh, like Neo, right. I'm like, I know Kung Fu. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I know Um, ultrasound. Exactly. But I actually like really love not knowing. And, you know, if I end up knowing at some point, then I'm going to know it in a way that I, that that's going to be irrefutable and, and just, you know, clear truth. There are definitely moments when I've known what I was, but right now in this moment, I don't know. I accept that about you. That's that's what I appreciate about you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate you accepting my non-existence. Your apparent non-existence, right? Yeah, apparent yeah, yeah. non-existence. So, uh, those, I mean, that's the five questions. You got any final thoughts? Anything else you want to throw out there to all the, uh, the anti-heroes that are hanging in on your every word? Dr. Stone. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I read the book again, fuckers. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's a, uh, no work that you do will be more valuable than this kind of work is all I would say. And, you know, whether it's through the anti-hero's journey or you, it's through psychedelic medicine or it's through, you know, sweat lodging or fasting or uh, meditation or breath work or go on and on and on. Whatever, whatever kind of floats your boat and sings to you, I think just keep going. But do it without planning on getting anywhere because it's a whole lot more fun that way and, and probably a whole lot more fruitful. But what the fuck do I know? I don't even know who I am, so I'm not sure why you listen to anything that I have to say. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, that's just like your opinion, opinion, man. man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know much, but I do know I love you, brother. I love you too, man. Doc out.